0: Did you know that Mary I, who was Queen of England from 1553 until 1558, had over 280 religious dissenters burned at the stake during her five-year reign? We'll discuss this and other interesting facts about Tudor history and historical fiction with author and podcaster Deb Hunter on this episode of The Curious Professor. (laughs) I'm Dr. B. Welcome to the Curious Professor podcast, where I take listeners on a journey of discovery to explore the people, places, artifacts, and natural wonders that spark my curiosity. On this episode of the Curious Professor podcast, we'll explore all things Tudor with writer and historian Deb Hunter. But first, a trivia question. Why was Lady Jane Grey a queen for only nine days? I'll have the answer for you at the end of this episode. I'm thrilled to have Deb Hunter on the show today. Spending most of her life in Tennessee and Georgia, Deb is an avid traveler with a keen sense of adventure, visiting more than 80 countries. Deb's fascination with the Tudors began at an early age. With a love of history, Deb graduated from Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee with a Bachelor of Arts in History. Her All Things Tudor podcast blows the dust off the history books and brings the world of Tudors back to life. Deb Hunter is a Pulitzer-nominated USA Today best-selling author, historian, and podcaster. She previously used the pen name Hunter Jones when writing history and fiction. When I learned about Deb's passion for all things Tudor, my curiosity was immediately piqued and I wanted to learn more. I hope this interview with Deb will spark your curiosity too. Welcome to the show, Deb. It's great to have you here.
1: Well, thank you very much, Karen. I appreciate being here. What's the most interesting thing about you? You know, I absolutely love this question. And it's one of the best questions I've ever even known anybody to ask in an interview. But you've kind of stumped the band when I thought about it. You know, I'd like to think it's my, my good looks and my charm. But it's probably the fact that I send thank you notes. But then I thought, no, let's ask my husband because he's the one that really knows me. And he said three words very aggressive butterfly and that is the best description I have ever heard so there you go I love (laughs) that thanks for asking isn't that cute yeah it is
0: and it's always great to ask our husbands because yes they tend to know us sometimes better than we know
1: ourselves exactly he's the one that sees it you might say puts up with it (laughs) every day (laughs)
0: You've stated that your podcast, All Things Tudor, pulls back the curtain and reveals the lives of the Tudors. So for those listeners who aren't history buffs, who
1: were the Tudors? The Tudors were English monarchs from 1485 to 1603. And they came, they had a very tenuous claim to the throne of England, but they went ahead and made it theirs anyway. And they were very... We would say today flamboyant. They were all about pageantry, symbolism, just a very intriguing dynasty. And what got you interested in the Tudors? It's just the craziest thing, most things in life. A little story. There's always going to be a story because I'm Southern. Um, I am almost six feet tall, and I've been this tall since I was like 12 years old. (laughs) So I, I was never a little girl. And my seventh grade history teacher one day when i was living class she um she brings me a book and she said i want you to read this book and it was about mary queen of Scots. oh and well what she said was i want you to read this book she was your height well i had never known another woman to be my height um and I'm so glad she did that. I don't know why someone would give a 12-year-old a book about a woman that was beheaded, but um, she did, and it made a huge impact. And When I went to university, I decided to focus on the English Renaissance Reformation with plans of going on to get my PhD, but I am so outgoing, I got a sales job making three times what a professor would, and (laughs) I've never taught, so um, there, there you go. That's how it all started. But when I was diagnosed with um, stage four cancer in 2018, um, a lot of computer time, a lot of time to play around and do things. And I started a Facebook group just to give me something to do and talk about the tutors. And that's how all things tutor came about.
0: I'm sorry to hear about your cancer diagnosis. How are you doing?
1: I am having a great day today. Thank you for asking. Every day is a blessing. So, thanks. What historical
0: figure in the House of Tudor do you find most fascinating and why?
1: This is another great question. I find Anne Boleyn to be so compelling. Her story is so tragic. It's almost like she was a sacrifice of Henry the Ace. I mean, the thought that a man would basically change the world for you and then have you murdered is, is horrifying. And you have to think how scared she was how strong she had to be she left a very young child but that very young child would go on to become a very strong female monarch who made england a world power so i would have to say out of all of them and they're all intriguing i mean mary first was the first crowned queen of england um Edward VI was Boy King, Henry VIII, we all know about his father, Henry Seventh, another intriguing figure, but Elizabeth I is my absolute favorite.
0: And what do you think made the Boleyns so
1: scandalous? It's mainly their ambition that they, you say that, but there was a PBS special a couple of months ago, and they really weren't that ambitious, except for the fact that they Play their cards wrong, but I don't really know if they could have done anything differently once Henry made up his mind that he wanted Anne. I don't think anything could have stopped him, and there was nothing they could do so and you know ambition's not always a bad word we're we're Americans, we know that
0: Elizabeth the I, who was the last of the five monarchs of the House of Tudor, was called the Virgin Queen. Yet there seems to be some speculation that she may have consummated her love affair with
1: Robert Dudley. Would you tell us more about that? She basically grew up with Robert Dudley. They had the same teachers, not at the same time, of course, because she was a princess, but they had a lot in common. I've even found that he played guitar. He's the first person who brought guitar, uh, guitar into England. And the British Library has shared a picture of that with me. And of course, being from Tennessee, I would want to know about their guitars. They just had a bond that went from childhood. She probably was very much in love with him. And I really hope that she got to have sex with him. I know it's not documented or anything, but I would hope so for both of their sakes. But I'm going to buy into her story and believe what she wanted us to believe because she was such a mastermind. of of power, of pageantry, of symbolism. Being a female monarch in a man's world, it had never been done before and really probably hasn't been done that often, has it? So she's just such an intriguing character.
0: So how many times have you had the opportunity to get to England?
1: My husband is British, so we go every so often. We haven't been since 2019, of course, because of COVID, but I actually met him in London. So I have frequented there quite, quite often.
0: What is your favorite thing to do when you're
1: in England? Besides shopping for shoes. I really, (laughs) they have the best shoes. Um, I really love the countryside and I love Hampton Court Palace. I love Windsor. I love the Tower. So that just gives you a basic idea. I don't, I'm not really still from there. There's always something to do.
0: Your book, Sexuality and Its Impact on History, The British Strip Bear, provides readers with shocking detail about what was at the heart of romance throughout British history, including diabolical Tudor escapades. Diabolical Tudor excapades. Tell us more <laughs> about that.
1: <laughs> they were always up to something and there was always some kind of intrigue going on. I don't know if you've watched any of any documentaries about them or know anything about them, but we'll just go back to Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Henry fell in love with Anne while he was married, and he'd had a very long and happy marriage with one child, but the child was female. Well, where the Tudors had such a small claim, he wanted to make sure he had a male child. Well, Anne was younger; they believe around. 20-ish, when the affair started, maybe a little bit older. And of course, someone younger gave the promise of a male heir. So off we go, and the world has changed. And here we are 500 years later talking about it. So that's just an example of what went on in that court. There have been a number of films, TV shows based
0: on Tudor history. Do any of them stand out as being particularly intriguing or
1: noteworthy to you? I've have found they're all very well done. Of course, there's documentaries I've enjoyed too, but drama is drama and we all know it's based on fiction and parts of it are made up. And I know becoming Elizabeth, I found the costuming, the lighting, excellent. Wolf Hall, Hilary Mantel's Wolf Hall was just, I would say from casting, the headpieces threw me off a little bit because sometimes the French hoods would just look at, they'd taken a headband and put some lace or something on it. But that's just, you know, the historian part in me, but it was still okay. But I would say Wolf Hall has been the best one in the last few years.
0: So you have written both fiction and nonfiction with regard to British history and British culture. Is that true?
1: Yes, that's true. My USA Today bestseller, though, is a time travel novel that has a subplot in Tudor, England, but it's set in Reconstruction, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and modern-day Atlanta, Georgia.
0: And the so title of that for our listeners is? I'll See You in My Dreams. Okay, That sounds very intriguing.
1: It really is. I was approached by a publisher, oh my goodness, over two years ago, hard to believe, and they wanted to know if I could put a novel together, so... I was undergoing chemo and had a couple of surgeries, which is kind of hard to write when you're going through all that. And what my editor and I did is, well, I have two editors. We took a history book I started on and a fictional story I would started on, and we turned it into a time travel novel. And it ended up, it was one of those things, I still can't believe I wrote that. It, it's just so much fun, you know. It's kind of got some fairy tale elements in it. And I love the time travel and you know, playing with mirrors and lights. And you've got to have a rock star. I mean, is there really a good novel if you don't <laughs> have a rock star? So um, and then the kind of rough and tumble, you know, south in the reconstruction and um the part musicians played in the reconstruction era. I enjoyed researching that and then writing a fictional portrayal of it.
0: So do you feel like you're going to move more toward fiction now in your writing since it was such a wonderful experience
1: for you? I've actually started an All Things Tutor magazine, and that way I can write an essay every few months. And instead of looking for a publisher, I am the publisher. So it works out really well because I don't get rejection letters.
0: Okay, so you have your own (laughs) magazine. That's fabulous. And then do you solicit articles from other people as
1: well? I do. My group is called All Things Tutor, and there's quite a few students. There are amateur historians. There are people that love food. There are people that review books. I know our literary editor is the gentleman that started the Princeton Writers Conference, and the history editor is a graduate of Cambridge, although he's American, so I've got some great people working with me and then some great writers sending in content. So it's been a wonderful exercise. I have to say that it goes back to my high school and college days. Again, just when I was working on papers and, and doing all that, I, I really love that that last minute, got to get the deadline, got to get it out. There's something fun about that. It sounds extremely exciting. It is. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about you or your work? I'm always doing something. So you can find me more often than not on Twitter. So, or join my Facebook group, All Things Tutor. And I'm also on Instagram and have a verified page on Facebook. So there's ways to get in touch with me. If you have an idea or want to, you know, send a what you would like to do for an article, you know, or if you want to be on a podcast, there's ways to reach out and find me. And your website is? Allthingstutor.com. Awesome. And I will have a link to
0: your website in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show, Deb. It was wonderful to have you as a guest on the Curious Professor podcast. Karen, it's been great. Thank you very much for your time today. And now for the answer to this episode's trivia question. Why was Lady Jane Grey a queen for only nine days? Fifteen-year-old Jane was made queen on July 10, 1553, but was not the rightful heir to the English throne. She was pressured to relinquish the throne on July nineteenth, so that Mary I, who became known as Bloody Mary, could become queen. Jane was later arrested for treason, sentenced to death, and beheaded on February 12, 1554 at the age of 16. We'll end the show with something punny. What member of the royal family should always carry an umbrella? The reigning monarch. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Curious Professor Podcast. If there's a person, place, artifact, or natural wonder that has sparked your curiosity and you'd like for me to feature it on the show, please let me know. My website is thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to The Curious Professor Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to become part of my community of curiosity seekers, be sure to visit my website, thecuriousprofessorpodcast.com, and join Dr. B's Hive. Until next time, always be learning and be curious with Dr. B.